0: The world. World after was on the, space. Speed. Go! Get together, a of the Hey everybody! It's one of your hosts, Ron Avis, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinemasters of the Universe podcast. I'm joined as always at the water cooler by my co-host of the north adam Peters. ahoy ahoy hoy and uh you know i just thought that this might be a nifty way to uh get us some content going in between when we're actually uh recording episodes about specific movies
1: Giving Which, people you know, skinny, giving, giving them the rundown of what's happened. What, what's the haps?
0: It's the yeah, word this on the is, street. This is the haps right here. This is so that you're plugged in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if nothing else, you're going to be included in on our usual uh, ongoing text conversation that we just, you know, talk We're about. bringing
1: you into the fold. Come on in. We're bringing kids.
0: you. You're You're welcome to the family, folks. Yep. <laughs> No, the we we're gonna spin some yarns. No, this this is just like um, you know, we we have like an ongoing conversation, as most people do, where we talk about uh, everything from just life stuff to um, you know, movies and what's going on, and all that conversation has been mostly disappointing. <laughs> I guess you could say uh, throughout most of the duration of. This year and of course last year, once things got shut down from COVID, and we thought we were pulling out of the uh free fall um middle middle of the year, around around the beginning of the summertime, uh with some summer blockbusters. Just got us stoked. You know, I went to see uh Fast Nine uh with with uh our fellow co uh cinemaster or 4k j and it felt very normal and it it, it felt like i was home again was back in theaters and i had just a great time and uh, i know that you have been to a handful of shows to yes. uh, movies that you were really looking forward to
1: the hitman's wife's bodyguard had to right see that one right. as
0: well as free guy I'm excited to see that eventually probably what few, only three, a few more weeks, the 20 few more weeks. Uh, I get three to see weeks from now. today, three weeks from today. Yeah. But because of the uh, Delta variant and cases spiking again, um, things have kind of started to take a turn for the worse for cinemas once again. And there, there were some movies that I was planning to go see, but you know, didn't. And, um, you know, it's, it's just a real bummer, and but there's some things have happened this past week and I was like we we probably should do a show kind of like our one of our like little state of the cinema masters type shows yes. that we've talked about doing in the past but we we just never have really gotten around to it because we have stuck to the one movie per episode format which I personally really enjoy uh and I think we're going to stick to that and we have plans for um October to talk about some uh, horror movies like we did last year. The Spooktacular is coming. Yeah, the, the Cinemaster Spooktacular Volume 2 is is in the works. We are making plans to do the same thing with that. It's and like Archery House of Horror. It is like Archery House of Horror. Good point. And uh, after the release of our last episode, you know we, we had made some kind of plans to do another movie, And you know some sickness got came about, and we just kept putting it off. And now I'm just thinking, we'll probably just kind of take a break and take you know just take a breather before we really get into the week to week releases that we did last year for the you know like the horror movies, the spooktacular. Um, But in that stead, I thought, well, why not just do these like little water cooler type episodes because you know one of the things that i truly miss about going back into work in person if it's if any if it's the could be the only thing i miss are those sort of impromptu water cooler you know conversations about anything and everything for us movies of course but we we don't really get that anymore we we just kind of been regulated to Texts, which are very you know short and to the point and no emotion you know, yeah you're just going you're just going through th- no no emotions you're going through the motions I, I don't know if you said going through the motions or no emotion but we'll just I'll just imply both of those you've right covered there. both bases, <laughs> yeah it could have sure been either. <laughs> but you know i I had some uh I had some things that I thought we could just talk about, and I'd like to get your take on a uh, a few things i think you know kind of how i feel about things but yes you know our listeners have no idea because we're pretty much radio silent on modern day things it's true Um, you know before in the past we had done episodes like special episodes of movies we're looking forward to and we would sort of bunch together a season's worth of movies and that was sort of our way of talking about current day movies and th- that was really fun. I really liked doing those. And we yes. would talk about like, we would do episodes or shows where we would try to predict or guess which movies would make the most money. And, uh, we, we just haven't had the opportunity really to do that because there's been so few releases and yeah, they stopped when showing movie... movies
1: in theaters and then that put the kibosh on, on a lot of that, like, you know, exactly. Theaters.
0: Exactly. Uh, there, there were a lot of holdouts pushing dates back and, um, you know, but but I want to I want to start the show with some good news. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I want to talk about the uh, Marvel's latest movie, Shang Chi, which actually raked in a he- pretty big uh, ninety million dollars over the Labor Day yeah. w- weekend, uh, which is not only a new record, but it actually like tripled the previous uh, record of thirty million, which was made by uh, the Rob Zombie Halloween reboot back in 2007 and you know i i yeah that's impressive and i'm gonna choose to take a glasses half full approach i haven't i've been doing a glasses half empty i feel like most of the year (laughs) but i'm just gonna go ahead and try to take that glasses half full approach and even though you know that's you're you're unseating a pretty unimpressive champion honestly i mean that that's like Mike Tyson knocking out a a guy propped up in a you know a like few rounds. Me. It's like Mike Tyson <laughs> punching me, <laughs> yeah. like Tyson punching out Alan from uh, the Hangover. Yeah, just a quick hit to the ground, and then you you know you paid fifty dollars to watch that. But uh, Marvel in the post um, day and date. Controversy with Black Widow and Jungle Cruise, which landed them in some hot water due to uh, the stars of its movies being upset that Disney made out pretty well by charging $30 on top of their monthly subscription fee. In addition to releasing the movie in theater, like Disney's pretty made out pretty decently. But those stars got shortchanged a good chunk. And in particular, of course, I'm talking about uh, Scarlett Johansson for Black Scar- Widow. Joe. Yeah, ScarJo got shortchanged. And, you know, my, my knee-jerk reaction to that whole mess was like, ah, uh, look, she's kind of, come on. I mean, that she's still got a pretty good payday. But the more and more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? She really has a good point. And even though I'm not, I don't know how I feel about everyone else jumping on that wagon. um for her, in her instance, her particular case, I think she really probably did miss out on a good chunk of change. A la Robert Downey Jr., when he got yeah. paid all the money for the Avengers in game. And even though Black Widow is the current year's box office champion at 180 million, um, there's no question it would have made more if if it oh, were yeah. a theatrical only release. And so here comes Shang Chi, which You know, Disney came out and said, well, this is going to be theatrical only. And what was the release window? Was it Uh, 45 days? They did that. 45 uh, days.
1: Shang-Chi and Free Guy were uh, theater exclusive for the first 45 days.
0: 45 days is super reasonable to me. I I could live in a world. I could be quite happy in a world where I only had to wait 45 days for a movie to leave theaters you know because like well, that,
1: yeah, that's half I mean that's half the standard window that it used to be it used to be about 90 yes. days from the time it's yeah. hit theaters to the time it would hit DVD
0: exactly and that 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 you know that's a frustrating amount of time if you just really want to go see it and, and I know you you'll just go see a movie multiple times in theaters and yes. really the movie industry is really hurting not having you go going to see your yes, you know like Ryan Reynolds <laughs> They're <laughs> really hurting. And I know you went to see Free Guy, but you would have seen Free Guy probably 10 times by now if, if it weren't for I, COVID. Yeah,
1: under, nor, un, under other circumstances, I probably would have seen that a number of times. It was quite good. I enjoyed it tremendously.
0: <laughs> but yeah, you got Black Widow at 180, and then, you know, fast the Fast Saga, Fast 9 or whatever. That's at like 170-ish. And Jungle Cruise just recently eclipsed a hundred million, but everything else that's been released has been under a hundred million. And Shang-Chi is already almost there in just a single weekend. And with you, you had made just the the most interesting point last night, we were talking about uh, college football and how all across the country, no matter where you were, there were just stadiums packed with, with students and fans of all ages to yeah. see, you know, their favorite football team uh kick off this season. And you had asked me, like, what's the difference really? Like why are why is it expected, you know, to have full stadiums, but we're sort of operating under this uh, you know, like well theaters obviously are gonna get are you know gonna take a, a lick, a hit because of this. And part of it I, I think is due to the indoors versus outdoors thing. Yeah. But Seeing this $90 million uh, opening weekend during a time that, A, uh, most people are not thinking about going to see movies because of COVID, and B, a Labor Day weekend, which traditionally has not packed in uh, fans, and part of that, it's like a you know, chicken before late, like the egg, like maybe fans would be going to see movies in Labor Day if, if something worth seeing was out there. I guess the theaters or movie studios just have not been putting a lot of movies out during that time.
1: Yeah, if previous to this, it was Rob Zombie's Halloween. I mean, like the first (laughs) Halloween remake was. Yeah. I mean, to to give Rob Zombie some credit because I'm not a huge fan of a lot of his stuff. uh, I think his first Halloween movie was good. The second one was a piece of flaming garbage. But it was not good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the first one was a legitimate, um, legitimately interesting. Reimagination of of the origin of that whole uh, story, so I, I did enjoy that. So for this to triple that, um, mm-hmm. and that I yeah. mean that came out a few years ago. So you are talking nothing right. in between then and now has contended for that since you know since that that movie came out.
0: Yeah, and the the movie has had tremendous word of mouth, so that's gonna you know I I I think people are. They're going to see, like, wow, lots of people actually did show up to to see this movie. Uh, I saw, you know, tons of people watching football games on TV. Maybe I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, I'll put my mask on or whatever and go see the movie. Uh, And I think more people might follow the lead of a lot of these moviegoers. Like, I would love to see, like, a heat map geographically of, like, where the, like, highest ticket sales would be. Like, that would be really interesting uh due to the unfortunate politis uh you know politi- political involvement of covid and everything like we're not going to get into that that's not our you know purview we don't, at all.
1: we don't play that game
0: we're not going to dwell on that but i i would be interested uh to see that but i i imagine this movie's going to have a pretty good second week too and now this this comes right after the news of sony pushing Ghostbusters afterlife just one week back from the 11th to the 19th, which got me worried a lot, you know, cause I yeah. started seeing like, Oh my gosh, here we go. That, that was, that was to me, like probably the first high profile movie to get another push. And it, it, it was like height of COVID concerns and like, you know, lots more cases and it just felt like, here we go again. Um, uh, not days after that if not hours after that I, you you saw that Paramount pushed its two biggest uh tentpole movies Top Gun Maverick got pushed to Memorial Day of 2022 yeah. and Mission Impossible 7 got pushed all the way to September 30th 2022 so like they they already were like yeah we're just going to we're just not going to play the game we're just going to push it out uh, well, also and, yeah, I will
1: will say too that um because I know you and I are both, you know, when we, when we hit the theaters, um, are usually on the lookout for uh, interesting promotional stuff they have at the concession stand. That's usually the only thing that really catches my eye. Um, I'm not uh, dyed-in-the-wool popcorn and soda every time I go to the theater guy. But when they have uh, different promotional stuff, I'll usually try and keep an eye out for it. And I was, uh, that was one of the things, that was I mean, I, I know it wouldn't be an exclusive reason to it, but the only promotional thing they had when I went to go see Free Guy, because I was kind of anticipating something Free Guy related as much as that had been advertising. But the only mm-hmm. thing they had was Maverick stuff. They had Maverick <laughs> popcorn tins. So I was, you know, again, not to say that, oh, no, what are we going to do? All of our Maverick popcorn tin sales <laughs> are now. How can we possibly push this movie out? But yeah. it's one of those, I mean, those are... That's a, another promotional cost that they're going to have to tack on top of something they've already moved a couple of times um, yeah. to where it's like, okay, that's, I mean, I don't know wh- what kind of return they see on on that kind of stuff. But it's like, all right, if Mavericks now pushed out to Memorial Day of next year, I mean, again, that, I mean, that's several months. I mean, you're not talking a week. You're talking, uh, what is it, six
0: months? Yeah, that's a big one because it was going to be November, right? So, yeah, it I got think so, pushed. yeah all the way to May, so yeah, six months. And I'm wondering if they'll reverse reverse course and bring it back due to the success of Shang-Chi. Like, oh, maybe we maybe we acted too soon. Because, you know, at this point, who really cares? Does anybody even believe any movie's going to come out when they say it's coming out anymore? I don't. Unless it's an HBO Max warner brothers you know one of those deals i feel pretty firmly that those movies are all going to stick those release dates because they've already made they, they last year they said everything coming out next year day and date we made we made the deals we renegotiated uh deals with our actors all of our talents taken care of uh we know that there's going to be a, a large swath of people who hate this decision, but you know we we are Warner Brothers. We are big enough. We're going to make this choice. So all those movies are just continuing to come out, but you know your your Universals, your your Paramounts, your Sony's, uh, your Disney's they they they've all been floundering and just trying to figure it out as they go. Well, cause and it's been re- real interesting to watch.
1: We we I mean we were supposedly and what about a month's time uh we're gonna get a james bond finally i mean that yeah. was the that was the first domino to fall a year and a half ago yeah uh, so that one's finally you know i think october 8th is the release date i think the last time i looked for uh no time to <laughs> die and yeah. so that one, we're finally getting that one and then uh i think they they moved venom back up a couple of weeks didn't they
0: Yeah, so Venom after, and I feel it may be just a coincidence, but it seems as if the success of Shang-Chi may have triggered them to move up the release of Venom 2 from, you know, I think it was just October 15th to October 1st. So two weeks it got moved up. And I don't understand, like, what the analytics are saying, why they're making these little moves, like, one week here or there. Like, I'm dying to know what... Is driving these decisions because, yeah, just as an outsider looking in, it makes no sense to me.
1: That's the crazy, like, because in the past, it's always been kind of based on what would be the competition. Like, does yes. it make sense for us to put this out if another studio has a tent pole, you know, uh, item that they're going to be putting out? Do we want to push this back a couple weeks? because – well, by then the uh, the hype over this one will have died down, so we'll be able to kind of take back a spot. Or, you know, it's always kind of that chess match of when can we make the most money? Not yeah. Most you know, most
0: movies get a week or two to dominate, yeah. and then it's on to the next thing. That's just how it's always been. Well, for the last 20, 25 years, anyway, it seems. Yeah.
1: Well, it's no, yeah, too- I agree.
0: So, like, but with no competition really out there, it's like what what's the maneuvering for? Like, I just yeah. don't understand.
1: Well, and yeah, because it's like, I mean, uh, I, I mean, you got this pulled up now. It's like looking at the kind of the release schedule. Um, I mean, the last couple of weeks of September, there's really nothing, nothing major coming out. Even the week of October 1st, they have um, Hotel Transylvania, the new Hotel Transylvania, mm-hmm. Adam's Family 2, and the Mini Saints of Newark. That uh, Sopranos prequel-ish thing that they're, that, uh, they're putting out. So, yeah. You know, there's really no competition. But then the week after you do like they decided to bump it up to put it ahead of James Bond, which I feel like kind of cuts their legs out. It's like, okay, that gives you a week. I don't know if they just feel like, all right, we'll, we'll get us one good week and then James Bond will come in. Cause then uh, it may be because the competition October 15th is when Halloween kills, uh, comes out. So right. again, it's, you just, we're, I feel like we're both just kind of sitting here like, scratching your head like okay (laughs) uh, you move it a week here move it two weeks there like what you know and and in the case of stuff like maverick and mission impossible i'm like okay you guys are moving this stuff out months yeah and like today uh i saw the first teaser for uh matrix uh what what is it revelations or Resurrection?
0: oh revolutions uh so you actually saw the teaser i saw that they had there were some screenshots or screen captures released with the news of a, th- a trailer dropping on Thursday, but I didn't know that there was a teaser out there
1: now. I, yeah. I saw it was, I mean, I want to say it was maybe like 10, 12 seconds, nothing, nothing major, but it was just a okay. little, little something that got put together. I'm like, okay, so, you know, you got, you've got one studio pushing stuff out six months and then you have another studio, you know, who has, um, the matrix uh, coming out in uh day before on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, we're going to go ahead and put out, start putting out trailers for it. We're going to start. Yeah, was like, if you're getting ready to move stuff months out, that's been, I think a big part of this is we don't want to double up our promotion budget by having to advertise something. Then it gets pushed back six months. So I got to advertise it again and spend more money to get that interest drummed back up. So it is, it's just like, it's this kind of confusing mind game of like, okay, one studio is putting stuff out, you know, on time or they're, you know, right. you get another studio, it's like, ah, it's six months, just you know, sometime probably before the year 3000, we'll get these movies out.
0: I don't know. <laughs> they will come out, we promise. I, yeah, we made them. So I, we'll, we'll give them to you eventually. I, I just really appreciate Warner brothers uh, commitment to their plan you know no yeah. no one else has done it disney's probably the second closest to stick to things i mean yeah they did push um widow black widow a lot but yeah. um you know they seem to be now just well like yeah we're, we're just going to release our schedule like scheduled movies like the jungle cruise came out when they said it was gonna and you know, Shang Chi came out when they said it would, and Eternals will probably, I I assume, still come out in, in November. There, I know that there was a lot of uh, scuttlebutt, just you know, just talk in the ether of you know, like will they push Eternals prior to Shang Chi? And I think it's funny because Shang Chi, a lot, I, I there were people predicting pretty a pretty low. Um, uh performance I, like one website i forget the name of the site but they were like it's going to do like 50 million for the you know labor day weekend which would for sure put it in the lowest tier marvel movies but yeah. it's it's an introductory character you know a lot of people consider this character kind of a c tier uh hero in the marvel universe anyway so uh it's going to need you know a lot of help to be a success And, uh, you know, it turns out, I mean, the word of mouth was really good and the trailers for it looked phenomenal. I was so pumped to see Shang Chi, like in, as we've discussed, you know, just you and I, I don't know if we've really talked about it much on the the show, but I have just been really cold on the eternals just based on what they've shown me so far. Like I have been really underwhelmed by the trailer we got and you, you, on top of that, I just don't know much about the eternals anyway, as, as characters. It, in the universe so like I I don't have that going for me either but you know Shang-Chi I I know of the rings uh, based on you know the Iron Man Iron Man 3 you know like I have a little bit of knowledge of the rings and uh, what was the villain uh, from 3 that a lot of people were kind of upset that he Ben Kingsley played oh um if you hadn't asked me I would have told you Um, (laughs)
1: well anyways that that the, that uh, villain the, the, uh man man mandarin the mandarin the mandarin there you go the mandolin, fantastic but that's an instrument the mandalorian
0: Parilli's mandolin yeah nicholas uh, cage but, comes back but at least i had some frame of however little it was i had some frame of reference for what that was you know and I, it isn't, uh, was a, f- a fist, what's his name? Iron Fist. Isn't that in somewhat in the same realm too? Isn't he kind of in that? Uh, m- maybe uh, not. Maybe I might be, I might be just guessing at that, but I, I thought that maybe too, he, he was in that universe. So like there were a couple of characters who,
1: that you know. All, yeah, the,
0: they, the martial arts. Yeah. That kind of arm of the, the Marvel machine. And also on top of that, there with, with uh, Jackie Chan aging, not putting out new content like there there really just isn't a lot of really cool mainstream um, martial arts movies to to go and see in theater. So the idea of a Marvel martial arts movie just I love that idea to begin with. And then I saw the first trailers and you throw in like an Aquafina and just the visuals. Just I was really pumped. But again I'm like, well I this this is the first movie that I just am dying to see. That I won't go see because I'm just trying to do, you know, the responsible thing and, and, you know, just if I don't need to be out, don't go out and see it. Even though I myself am vaccinated, like my kids aren't because they can't get the shot. So, like, you know, I'm doing that whole, like, internal turmoil. (laughs) It's like I want to – I want to – I want the movie industry – I want theaters to stay alive, but I have been resigned to just them not – making it for a while now uh i just i was i'm i've been convinced for some time especially after what's happened to suicide squad which was actually a really good dc movie um once that tanked like it did i just thought wow that had all the buzz you know it was a good movie and then just nobody went to see it yeah Uh, it just really was kind of like a a def like a punch to the gut And then again, like I say earlier, like with all the pushbacks, like theaters cannot, in my mind at the time, I was just thinking, like theaters cannot hold on a whole another holiday season without people going to see movies. Like they just can't do it. We we already know that AMC was in some dire financial stress last year, Uh, and if AMC goes away, you know. I mean, that's huge. That's that's They're, like blockbuster yeah. video going away. Like the dominoes are falling. And, well, and you and, know, I was saying that, well, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I, what I, I was I was going to say is it'll be interesting because I know uh, Disney referred to this free guy and Shang-Chi business as an experiment, um, which I thought was probably one of the most, even just notating that as kind of one of the most forthcoming things I think we've you know, really heard from any of the studios in a while as far as their behavior on this stuff because, I mean, it really is like, I mean, you know, hearing that about Suicide Squad is like that. I mean, because on the flip side of that, it was the most watched DC movie in the shortest amount of time on HBO Max, and so... From that perspective, uh, I mean, I forget how many millions of people watched it on HBO. Yeah, I probably had a little something to do with that, those
0: numbers.
1: It's Well, it's I mean, it is. It's one of those things that's kind of – because, you know, in, a, in addition to uh, – it was like, you, you know, you talk about Premiere Access stuff on Disney. It's like, well, you're mm-hmm. paying your subscription, but then you pay on top of that to be able to watch it. You know, with HBO it's Max, yeah. it's 15 bucks, and you get all of their content for at least a month. I mean, like, if right. you just, if you just one up just to, it was like, oh, hey, I want to see the Suicide Squad, you know, sign up for a month. I mean, heck, you might even, you know, if you haven't signed up before, you, you get the, you know, free trial. And so you're not even <laughs> right. anything. Yeah. Um, anything. So you, you get people jump on for that, watch it, and they don't have to go to the theater. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, there's no additional cost, no additional anything. It's interesting to see, okay, you know, Disney's doing this now. The word they're saying, art Shang-Chi, which... Under normal circumstances, I would not assume would just you know be some kind of financial boon for them. I, they would do well, but yeah. like it wouldn't be like oh my goodness this thing is performing incredible, but yeah, and I don't feel like they necessarily put the word out, or it didn't feel like uh, that it was really stressing. It's only going to be in theaters. It's the only place you can go see it. I think mm-hmm. once people realized I want to see it and I can't watch it at home, yeah, that pushed a lot more people to theaters. But it really is, I mean, I think making that point, like you were just saying about Suicide Squad, you've got two really on-point superhero movies, which are you know probably at the front of the pack as far as moneymakers in today's theater. And you've got one, I mean, I haven't seen Shang-Chi yet, but I'd imagine even between the quality of the two of them, I mean, Suicide Squad might be, I mean, they're different movies, Mm -hmm. but I would say Suicide Squad would hang just as well as... Shang-Chi and so for that one to do so poor in theaters and this one to do so well it is it is kind of curious like okay what what information are they able to really take away from that what are the analytics how do they how do you dive into that information and say all right this is how we're going to make decisions on when we release stuff VOD yeah how we release stuff which stuff goes directly to which stuff doesn't which stuff costs additional which stuff is going to be filtered into you know just regular uh, it's a very interesting market because it is it, you know if people aren't going to the theater you know and, and like it would just take AMC taking a taking that kind of hit to say oh man AMC theaters are going to start closing yeah. and it is kind of the you know beginning of the end for the theater experience
0: right and and i i you know it part of me the romanticizing of theaters like yeah that's sad but hey it's inevitable, right? I mean, it happened. It happens to everything. Eventually, something takes its place. And the movies industry has had a wonderful run. <laughs> like they've just dominated, you know, especially everything. theatrically. Yeah. And so, you know, when when Ghostbusters got pushed, I took to Twitter and was just fed up. I was just like, "There's no way this is coming out this year." You know, you're just going to push it again. Please just release it. Uh, day and date, and let the people who have been really wanting to see this thing for over a year now just see it. And I'm sure that people will buy it in droves. And you know, yeah, maybe they'll be disappointed that they can't see it in theaters, or they, you know, they maybe they, you know, they still can go see it in theaters. Those people are going to go see it anyway. But for, for the people like me who passed on Shang Chi, Ghostbusters, listen, Ghostbusters Afterlife is. I'm I'm not going to risk, like, I will take an oxygen tank and a bubble and zip myself up and go see <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife. I don't want to miss that yeah. in theaters. I've seen every single Ghostbuster movie in theaters. It's special to me, you know? Like, with Black Widow, that marked the first time I never saw a Marvel movie in theaters. I had seen every single Marvel movie up to Black Widow in theaters, and I skipped on Black Widow after, a. you know, I was ready to go see that, too, but then like, maybe, you know, maybe I shouldn't. And then again with Shang-Chi, just keep hammering that point home. It's like, I'm still not planning to go see, see Shang-Chi. I, I'm very happy to hear that it's doing well. And uh, a mutual acquaintance of ours and, and, and co-cinemaster, I won't say who, told me. See, they actually went to see it in theaters. And their reaction to it was pretty uh, muted, I guess I'll say. It was mostly positive. But it wasn't like this, oh my gosh, it was just awesome. You know, their take on it was, it was good, but it felt pretty generic. And yeah. it, it felt like a very much so like an early MCU movie that had a, you know, they had a formula. And that formula is, we're introducing a character, they're going to get some cheesy one-off villain to tangle with. Uh, it, it happens at every single mo- movie that they get. Like, you know, Iron Man had... Was Ironmonger and you know, Thor had you know, whatever the hell I forget who that even was. And you know, Captain America now, Captain America did have uh, Red Skull, that's pretty cool. But the Red Skull has been absent, except for you know, spoiler alerts. Uh, in game, it kind of came back, but you know what I'm saying, right? There, there's just not, uh oh, did this happen to me again? Am I. <laughs> Did hey your TV on, start I playing it. again? I, I didn't yeah, hear anything. it did. I was watching the A team and I paused it. I was watching the A team on Peacock because now all, all the seasons are on Peacock. I apologize. Uh, Tune but, in to Peacock for all your A <laughs> team needs. <laughs> um, what the hell was I saying? That's how easily knocked off course I am. Oh no, I was uh, yeah. So the reaction to you know Shang Chi being good, positive, but the Cinema Score is like A. Almost an A+. Plus, and people are acting like it's just, oh, my God, it's the best. And then when I take the opinion of someone I really trust who is a huge, you know, movie buff, and they're just like, you know what? It was fine. That's the way I felt about, you know, Black Panther and yeah. Black Widow. Like, I saw them, and I was like, they're fine. I, I genuinely liked the movie. But, you know, when I end up ranking all the MCU movies at the end of the day, when it's not doesn't have that shiny new you know coat of paint on it that i just watched i'm like hey you know maybe this movie ranks somewhere around ant-man or something like it's fun but people really aren't gonna care about shang chi unless he until he's seen fighting alongside you know uh, a spider-man or yeah. maybe you know maybe a, like an x-men team or something in the future that that's when shang chi is gonna show up big time you're just it's an establishing movie so you gotta check your expectations i suppose
1: well, and that's that's really, I mean, that's a part of where, um, where they're really at. And it's good because they're bridging some of that gap with things like Spider-Man 3 and Thor 4. So we have familiar faces to help kind of branch from, you know, the MCU as we knew it for 10 right. years into yeah. what's coming. Because, you know, a lot of these characters, I mean, really, it almost feels like once we get past this fourth Thor movie not that I want Chris Hemsworth to go away or anything like that, but it's like we have mm-hmm. so many other characters that, you know, are left to explore. We have all the X-Men, we have Fantastics Four. There yeah. has been a lot more talk about uh, the Thunderbolts and bringing yeah. some of the characters from the Netflix shows into the new MCU, Punisher, Daredevil. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of characters. that, And even, I mean, even like the Eternals and other characters that aren't your mainstream front-facing characters that everybody knows from you know, T-shirts and lunchboxes, there's mm. a lot of depths for them to plumb. And if they can do well with stuff like Shang-Chi and the Eternals and say, it is about the machine that they have that makes quality movies with good stories that are well-cast and well-directed, then they have, I mean, a huge catalog of characters. And to keep putting out Iron Man and Thor and, and, and those kinds of movies... It doesn't make a lot of sense for them because they've got so much that they can do, but each of these characters is going to need some kind of introduction. We don't know Shang-Chi. We don't know that story, you know, like we do know Captain America or we do know Spider-Man. So we're going to need a little introduction. And like you said, a lot of times an introduction is here's the character. Here's why he's important. He's yep. going to fight somebody that's pretty much the exact same thing as him. <laughs> yeah. And then soon enough, we'll put him in a movie with a bunch of other superheroes, and you'll really care.
0: Yeah. Uh, it it you you kind of made me think of another point too, as far as Marvel and where they are. And on Reddit, I'd seen a, a discussion going on about Shang Chi prior to it coming out, and it the the question basically was from the original poster. What, which movie do you guys think will be the first bomb of Marvel's? Like, what's the, what's going to be the MCU's first bomb? And one guy said, I don't think they will ever have a bomb, honestly. And I was thinking about it. The points you were making made a lot of sense because the MCU is, it's just a product now. Like, it's, it's a whole franchise and people are super invested in that and i don't know if they'll ever have a real flop because each story is a building up of another story and unless just disney or one of its one or more of its major stars just does something really dumb in social media i don't know it would take a it would take a lot of catastrophic errors for this machine to come to a a stop because as you just mentioned we still have the x-men to look forward to we still have fantastic four to look forward to and we're like building up you know phase four i guess is what we're in right now i think and the roadmap just keeps on getting paved like disney is putting out like the little images and logos of you know here's what you got to look forward to and then you add on top of that you get the filler of the uh streaming content which has been really good yeah will it ever end? I kind of don't think it will. And maybe all these other superhero brands should just get out of the way because you're never going to match what they have And that, you know, Warner brothers feels like for a long time, they've just been in this big win big now kind of attitude and they're trying their hardest with the DCU. And I, some of the movies I really enjoy and we had this discussion last in the last episode, so we don't need to really go into it again, but we're all invested in the MCU. Even, even if you really can't, like if you're just like a diehard DC fan, I got to imagine you're a comics fan. You have to be looking over on the other side of the fence and go, I have to admit this is really good shit. You know, like, it, it, it eats me alive with jealousy. Uh, but it's really good shit, and even I – like, I've, I am now a Marvel fan where I never thought I would be because of these movies. Like, they're so good, and they're so faithful to the original content, even when they didn't have rights. Like, they yeah. had kind of had to navigate legal rights, but now they're getting it all back, and now their only limitation is – Oh well, how do you how do you do a whole graphic novel in a two hour movie? You know, you just got those usual concerns, right? No longer it's no longer a rights or an IP issue. Now it's just how do we how do we adapt a movie in, in a good amount of time without going four hours like the you know, the the Snyder Cut or whatever? Which, by the way, I really enjoyed the Snyder Cut. Like, I think in a four-hour, like if you just watch it in that four-hour vacuum and just set aside that time, I really enjoyed it. But realistically, that's never going to be a thing in theaters.
1: No, no. I, well, and I, I think uh, the the thing that I did like about the Snyder Cut is I feel like it. I feel like it would have given us a much because uh, there's places where I would have broken it up into other. Uh, like I would have taken some of the, some of the elements of the Wonder Woman story from that. And built a second Wonder Woman movie more around that uh, than what we got with the Wonder Woman 1984 story. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, di- I did think that was a much
0: better. Uh, yeah, I feel like iteration. they kind of fumbled. They fumbled the ball a little bit with with Wonder Woman 84. It, it, you know, it, it, they, especially after the first one, which was so good.
1: Yeah. Well, they, they what they did they made some very specific choices. They decided. Um, they decided to bring Chris Pine back, which was not a mistake, but it did uh, it did kind of pigeonhole them and how they were going to do that and how the story was going to play out. They decided that they weren't going to give her any offensive weapons like the sword or uh, this. I mean, some of the things that she's yield, she's used in the past. She had her lasso, but yeah. a lot of the stuff that she did when she was fighting was just defensive. Uh, she used the the bracelets, so she was not an offensive character.
0: How did you like her flying mechanic of sort of uh, the gold like riding thing? riding the lightning? Sort of, you know. <laughs> that was, Cause she had. It, it looked cool, but like I'm, you know, you're used to the invisible jet or whatever. That's yeah. kind of a thing, which is kind of ridiculous, honestly. But they tried it, something new with her. I, I don't know, like it, it, was, it was like,
1: an, yeah. It was an interesting attempt, but it's one of those where it's like, you know, it's it's just a hard, a hard attribute. Is like, okay, so she can use the lasso to to catch lightning, and that so that's a that's a thing she could do now. I, it, was, <laughs> yeah. it was just one of those where like uh, this kind of comes out of it was like it's cool, yeah, but like, uh, well, I, you know, what I mean, Deadpool in the comics can teleport, but they're like that they wouldn't really make a lot of sense on the movie screen yeah. so let's not right. do that um so i mean there's there's aspects to the characters that uh, you know I, I think i think one of the things that would be really nice would be if dc and warner brothers continued on a trend of because uh, they've i mean they've been making i will give them the credit honestly what's funny is i actually watched green lantern the extended cut uh, just o- over the long weekend and mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have a great recollection of watching them. I I know I watched it when it first came out or relatively soon after, Uh, but actually I really enjoyed, um, and I know there was a lot of talk that the director's cut or the extended cut was kind of like the uh, Daredevil director's cut where it's like Warner Brothers made a lot of choices with how they put the movie out because I know Ryan Reynolds had a lot of issues with how it was directed and he was happy that it bombed mostly because... He had so many issues working with the director. He didn't want to play Green Lantern again because it was such a miserable experience. Um, oh, that's oof. and so I, I think the thing is, I think what they're starting to do is, I think they're starting to understand, you know, what if we're if we just copy Marvel in hiring competent, good directors and writers, and we rely on our actors to do what they do well, um, I think we'll start to see. I mean, because I, I really, I mean, I think between uh, Birds of Prey, Suicide Squad. Um, I mean, even I, I mean, I know the the uh, Aquaman franchise has had a little bit of trouble with Amber Heard and all of her personal business, but I mean, Jason Momoa is cast really well in that, and with James Wan at the helm for the second
0: one, I have. Oh wow! I was just looking up. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Gre- Green Lantern. Has it really been ten years since that movie came out? That's incredible. Yep. Yep. Totally flies. <laughs> well, you you were talking about the director, and I was like, who was the director of that movie? Ma- Martin Campbell. Yeah, who, who did Casino Royale? Okay, so he and he had uh, that what, what's going.
1: funny is because I was watching it and it, uh, I, I made no no notation mentally, probably because I didn't really know who he was way back when. But one of the things, if you go back and you watch Green Lantern again, you will see Ryan Reynolds right alongside Taika Waititi, and it's just like it's funny because they just made Free Guy together. And mm. they were doing a lot of interviews where they were laughing and joking about like, no, we've never worked together before like this. What are you talking <laughs> about? Um, but it's, it's one of those things. I mean, like if they really, really got their act together and were making high quality movies, when you see how well, and I say how well, not really knowing, but assuming how well Mar- Marvel slash Disney has worked with Sony in uh, doing uh, movies with uh, Spider-Man, there was a, there was a whole series. I mean, I, I didn't read it. I, I have some of the comic book cards from it, but there was a whole series where they had Marvel and DC crossovers. So it's like, I mean, how like if you had, you know, if you had you know, Batman versus Iron Man, and hmm. I mean, and that was a thing that it could be done because Marvel decided to work with Warner Brothers and put a movie together that's going to make a ton of money. You
0: could have movies where you have Marvel and DC characters crossover and especially Batman like Batman is just still so yeah. marketable to to anybody and you know I, I actually just rewatched watched the uh, Batman trailer that they did uh, for the Batman and you know I kind of dug it like I dig the vibe and I do really like Matt Reeves as a director I think he's done some really cool things stylistically in the past so you know I don't know I'm holding out a little bit of hope for that to be good.
1: I think I think it'll still be a, a decent movie. Um, I think everything, all of the effort that they put into it, I think will pay off uh, in some kind of dividends. I, I think the problem the problem they're just going to face is it 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 feels like they don't know what they're doing. Like, who's going to be Batman? Is Ben Affleck going to be their Batman? <laughs> I mean, I know Kevin Smith has said, and I to a degree, I kind of uh, I, I would say I would kind of agree. He said they should be putting out two or three Batman movies a year. As much content as as much, you know as as many stories as there actually are to the Batman universe. He's mm-hmm. like, I mean, you. He's like, there's all kinds of possibilities. You could be putting out all kinds of different Batman movies. you could be putting out animated ones. You could be putting out, you know, but why not
0: a, have a Batman streaming content, uh, yeah. Batman and have a theatrical Batman and, you know, like, I mean, there's, there's, they have they have a lot of space now they could to which to you know yeah. make content and release it now. And, you know what, I, I not for nothing, but, like, speaking of Wonder Woman, and I hate this sort of uh, pushback from certain directors who want to diminish all of these movies that are getting released day and date. Patty Jenkins, you know, speaking of Wonder Woman, I saw she had a quote where she didn't even recognize. Like, she treats any of these movies almost like direct-to-video, like, in the quality of the movie. And I really wish she would close her mouth about that stuff. Like, she needs to not, you know, Christopher Nolan was very, like, pro theater. And there's, you know, like, Martin Scorsese. We've talked about it. I get it. I totally understand. You want to protect. Like, all all movie directors, I think, since they were little kids, dreamt of making a movie and seeing it on a big screen. Like, that's the thing. But, I mean— you, there, there needs to be a change in thought. Like there has to be something where you, everyone can get their money, and, and you know, like may, maybe that means uh, we don't have ten movie theaters in town, you know, <laughs> or 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 you know, they there there has to be some sort of way to because we they, it's been shown with Disney having to release a lot of their data on the uh, Black Widow. Like they, they made a good chunk of change doing that, you know, on demand, on top of a decent chunking change theatrically. So there there is a there is a demand for it and people with really nice setups like you and I, like big four K setups with good sound. We it it's very appealing to yeah. just pay forty dollars uh to see a movie and uh just sit in the comfort of your home and you're getting this sort of scaled down version of a, a movie theater experience but your that trade off is hey i can immediately watch this again if i want to or oh yeah i can pause this movie and go to the bathroom and not miss anything and let there like why can't we have both why do we have to why do we have to pull down the idea of releasing ghostbusters day and date just because sony said as this one guy was arguing with me sony was saying that Oh, we'll we'll never do a day and date because it, you know, we want to keep the movie experience pure. And I'm like, what does that mean, pure? And and not, also, you're saying that because you don't have a streaming platform to release it day and date on. Like you would have to negotiate with Netflix or or Amazon or somebody. Like, of course you're going to say that. Cuz if you had something like an HBO Max or Paramount Plus, you would have released it by now. I'm sure of it. I don't have any doubt they would have.
1: Oh, so absolutely.
0: I, I think that I think that is getting old, and I wish people would calm down on that. Because I, I, I'm optimistic again at the top. I'm trying to look at things positively now with ha- with the you know half full glass. Maybe all things can exist together, and we can just have all these things. And there's just so much you know, so many ways to see, to watch a movie now, like I will watch, uh, the Irishman on my iPhone laying on the couch. I don't care. Yeah. The movie still rocked. I loved it. I don't need to be told I am not a real movie fan. Cause I didn't go see it in theaters. Like what is it? What message are you delivering there? I'm oh. an old school movie loving theater, loving guy. And I'm, I'm willing to make yeah. a change. I'm and, not like some kid who's like, "Hey, get with the program, man!" You know, your your time is done. No, I I I wish theaters could stick around forever, but you know, now that that can of worms has been opened, and I don't want to spend a whole bunch more time because I wanted to keep this episode somewhat bite sized. Um, it, it all it all kind of comes full circle with uh, you know. Shang-Chi and the Ghostbusters push back and that I really want to discuss that and if you had another final point to make on that I would love to hear it well yeah the
1: the I mean, just as far as you know degrading because uh, one of the things I know we were talking about the other night and we've we've mentioned it before is at this point in our lives there is there is no shortage of content that's and that's one of the things that I think you know like I mean you go back you know, I mean, you don't have to go back that far. I mean, go back to when we were kids yeah. and it, you're, you're going back to a period of time where there was, I mean, it wasn't we, it wasn't just three channels and, you, you know, you, you had to get up to change a channel. We're, we're not going all the way back to that. It was like when you yeah. go back, I mean, 25, 30 years and you're talking about when, you know, when we were younger and you're talking, you know, basic cable kind of stuff you had a number of channels but the thing was at any given time you were limited to whatever's on and you know and when it came to movies it was the you know movies came came in theaters you know you'd have made for tv movies which usually were lower budget you know probably kind of cheesy but every now and then you'd ha- you'd get something that was you know okay you'd get those those two part you know uh mini series movies you know yeah. like an it or something like that you'd get some yeah. decent production quality but Um, most of the time it was movies came out in theaters and eventually they came out on video and then eventually they came out on TV and that was how you, that was how you a content. Theatrical,
0: video, cable, broadcast. Like that was like, it hit all of those on the
1: way down. Exactly. And so that was how we were able to consume it. Well now, I mean like when I turn on my TV and it goes to like, it doesn't start up on a channel. It starts up at the main menu, which app do you want to open? Where do you, yeah. where you want to watch content
0: from? And there's 5,000 places to go do that. I know. Same. And, yeah, I open up my PlayStation 5, and here's all the competing streaming services yeah. on the homepage living together. And, and you go wherever you want to go.
1: A lot. I mean, a lot of them have content from, you know, they share content. Content moves around. But, I mean, one of the biggest things in 2021 is, you know, you, especially the big ones. I mean, you have Amazon Prime, you have Hulu, and you have... Uh, Netflix that are all coming up with their own content. I mean they have billion billions of dollars dedicated to the don't their forget Apple too. Year. Yeah, they yeah, they're not Apple. Like I mean these so guys scary. are all creating content in addition to the stuff that's already out there. Yeah. And I mean like especially with Netflix, I mean earlier today I was just I was on Twitter and I was scrolling through and there there was a a trailer for a movie coming to Netflix directed by Antoine Fuqua starring Jake Gyllenhaal coming in hmm. October, The Guilty. It's a, it's going to be, it's a, you know, uh, in theaters and on Netflix, but it's one of those like, kind of like the Irishman is like, it's not going to be in theaters long, maybe a couple of weeks if that, because it's going to be on Netflix the same day. So people are going to watch it on Netflix.
0: So well, like I saw on the rocks, Instagram that, that Netflix movie with him, at and, red notice. Uh, yes, that, that tr- is coming out in November, November 12th. and that's got Ryan Reynolds and, um, Gadash. Oh God, yes, that's going to be cool. I mean, those. I'm gonna. I, I would look forward to that as much as any theatrical experience. That that's is the freaking the rock and Ryan movie. Reynolds and Gal Gadot. That is; those are huge names.
1: That's and that's a theater. I mean, and that's. I think that's the reason why you cannot just dismiss Netflix content or Amazon Prime content or Hulu content because it's not, you know, sea level celebrities that are you know putting together. Oh, this is passable. No, this is. I mean you have I mean when Ryan Reynolds did 6 Underground Michael Bay directed. Yeah. Um, and you're like okay I'm watching this trailer for The Guilty earlier today and I'm like Jake Gyllenhaal and Antoine Fuqua doing yeah. a movie exclusively for Netflix? I mean Well it's didn't limited... Antoine
0: Fuqua just release Infinite?
1: Yeah. For Amazon. Like, <laughs> he's he's done he's done and yeah he did that with uh Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg for Paramount yeah. Plus. So it's was like yeah. he's done a couple oh, of things Oh sorry now. Paramount Plus my bad but but it, well the the point still stands is like you have major theatrical directors and you know A-list celebrities that are churning out content that is going directly to streaming platforms that just by and of itself to me says okay these platforms are just as viable as going to the theater and because yeah. the content there's no shortage of content you know what is it I mean I'm already paying Whatever it is, $15, 16 bucks a month for to have Netflix because I just do. Because yeah. So was like if what's coming out with that is theater quality movies that I can watch. I mean, and they've done that. I've had a, a number of them. They had um, uh, Spencer Confidential's another one that I really liked with uh, with Mark Wahlberg. They had yeah. The, uh, the what was it The Extraction with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they had the one with Charlize. Ther- they've I mean they've really harnessed the power. Just about of, every month is a big yeah. movie star they're very conscientious um, about yep. the level of content they're putting out i mean they push a lot of stuff out I and mean, that's on of top of
0: all of their like shows yeah i mean
1: they they push a lot of stuff i was like oh netflix original you're like you just don't care but i was like I ha- i mean you know a handful of times a year these guys are putting out theater quality movies that you're not paying extra for so to, that's a I good mean, point man to to you know kind of put a feather in that cap it's like all right to, to say that you can't get theater quality entertainment at home is kind of ridiculous. So it's like, all right, you know, for these guys, if, if you want me to go out to it, you know, you say, all right, I want you to go out to a theater, pay an additional price to sit in a place and watch this movie. It's like, OK, well, what is it that you're giving me? What is the advantage of doing this over me sitting at home watching a different movie that I can watch in my pajamas that, you know, and I can pause? I, I, need to go I to guess bathroom?
0: my main takeaway on this is don't don't let. The people on social media or wherever, like a Patty Jenkins or like yeah. random dude talking about like Sony and they, what they say, don't don't let those people no make it. Don't let them politicize it or because you know they're protecting their best interests and of course they're going to yeah. say these things, um, but we know better. We we as people who are you know you know just sort of shuffling into their middle age, we've seen enough quality movies and content to to recognize what's out there on streaming is every bit as good as what's showing up in theaters. And that is an unthinkable thing that to say just 10 years ago, even probably. So it's exciting. I kind of dig it. And if, if some, if some cinemas end up closing because of it, I, you know, I like, listen, I'm, I, I hate to think that people would lose their jobs or you know, there's there's a lot of collateral damage that's going to happen if if like a whole entire uh, company goes under. But I mean, that's just that's just capitalism, dude. <laughs> that's just the way it is. Oh yeah. And as a consumer, I would rather have both, and and just roll with these new and exciting times. And the last it's, thing I wanted to just kind of the last bit of uh, news or whatever you might want to call uh, before we head out, I kind of want to get like your quick take so the dune uh the new uh denis villeneuve uh, dune uh has an 86 on rotten tomatoes right now which is interesting and uh that comes out in De- uh october 22nd on in theaters and and hobo max as my son would say and i you know my after rewatching watching the 84 uh david lynch version Do you watched it just again a, a fever nightmare. No, no, no. I I'd seen bits and pieces of it growing up, then I actually just oh, okay. sat down gotcha. and watched it a few months ago while high and hated yeah, it. That. Like I just couldn't stand it. Like it was so weird. And uh that's so, like my my enthusiasm went down. So now now I'm a little bit more excited. On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for Dune? Yeah, just in a few weeks.
1: Uh I I would probably say like Three. Ooh. M- mostly, mostly because, like, I I I know after you watched it, uh, I said, I need to go out <laughs> and watch it. I know I've gone past it a few times, like, I should sit and watch this. It's when I was like, I know I'm either going to have to just be really deliberate and say, all right, this is what we're watching tonight. Yeah. Or, like, because you know, I don't think I can wait for, like, oh, when am I going to be in the mood for Dune? Never. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I already know yeah. that it's, just, it's, a, it's just a, a mess. Of- That's what
0: I did. I made an appointment, and I watched it. Yeah.
1: So it's like, all right, it's like, like I like going to the doctor. Kind of I
0: made an appointment to get my cholesterol checked and I did yeah. it. <laughs> so
1: I'm going to have to just sit down and watch the original. Cause I, I would like to have the, just that, that perspective so that I could compare and contrast. I, yes. I would say like the only reason it's not higher is because I don't, I don't care as much. I mean, I, I like, I mean, the uh, Denis Villeneuve is a solid director. Knows what he's doing. I, have, I own yeah. several of his movies. Yeah. And the, ca- the new cast is really capable. So, yes. I think to take a story that a lot of people have really enjoyed from the 80s and update right. it with, um, you know, these special effects that are available in 2021 with a capable director and a good cast, I probably should be higher than a three. I think it's just one of those like, I haven't thought much about it. I was like, I'd known it's still coming out, but it was one of those like, I just. I think with the handful of other things that I know are coming out that I'm looking forward to more, Mm. it probably Mm -hmm. just takes that backseat to everything.
0: Okay. That's cool. That's fair. Uh, I I probably was with you at around a three or four. I'm going to say that my excitement level for that is... uh, I'm going to say five and a half. That's what I'm going to say. Nice. Yeah. All right. That's solid. Well, it's been fun uh, catching up, and I hope you guys enjoyed this sort of, like, little uh, water cooler episode. And, uh, you know, I just, just like I said earlier at the top of the show, just to kind of keep content coming out and, you know, not forget about us. (laughs) Maybe we could hop, hop on a, a call and record an episode or two as news comes out. Like if it continues to come out, like it did in waves this week, I feel like we need to get on and talk about some of these things. We can do that. Yeah. All right. Well, as promised, we will be back in October uh maybe even late September, I'm not sure yet. Yeah we will be back for the uh, spectacular Volume 2 and we we have some good good horror movies picked out and some guests lined up. I know we say that we say that before, but <laughs> I, I think everybody gets really pumped for Halloween, so we oh, yeah. will definitely we'll stay true to that. And uh, I guess I guess uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time <laughs> as the music cuts out you got to you got to keep that little thing <laughs> bye everybody